Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, a podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Wednesday, April 30th, 2008. On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit of VR, a little bit of Baby Mama, a little bit of Britney Spears on How I Met Your Mother, and a little bit of Angels and Demons. I'm going to start off, I'm going to talk about a movie that's actually coming out this week. It's called Son of Rambo. I uh, had the pleasure of going to a uh, an advanced screening last week and uh, got to say, really dug this movie. Garth Jennings has totally, totally uh, made up for um, what happened to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with this one. Um, it's basically a movie about a couple of British kids. Um, you know, there's a little bit of autobiography going on in, the, in here somewhere um, who uh, are obsessed with uh, with the movie first blood and decide to make their own movie and uh, they make their own little action film. And I got to say, you got two, two newcomers in the leads and they're, they're just fantastic. Um, you know, the, these are kids that can actually act and uh, they have <clears throat> just uh, they, there's a great chemistry between them. And there's just a great story at work here. Um, all kinds of things with, you know, them trying their own stunts and, uh, and making this movie. And, and there's a lot of sort of Hollywood allegory going on behind the scenes as well. And uh, well worth seeing if you're a fan of, um, if you're a fan of movies like, you know, like stand by me, but funnier. If you, if you get, get what I'm saying, you know, you get that, that relationship between all the kids and that sort of, uh, you know, absent from the parents, uh, um, activity or, or even sort of combating the parents' expectations of them. And, uh, and you get yourself a good little movie here. Uh, well worth seeing, uh, I, this is one, you know, if I were to be a person who gives movies star ratings, I would give this one five stars. So there you have it. Um, let's, uh, well, you know what, while I'm on the subject, also coming out this week, um, Maid of Honor, starring uh, Patrick Dempsey and Michelle Monaghan. Basically kind of like um, My Best Friend's Wedding in reverse. And uh, and so, you know, they're going to be cashing in on, uh, on, on uh, Dempsey's popularity. You know, watch for tons of commercials for this movie this week during Grey's Anatomy and, uh, and kind of take it from there. Uh, the big one this this week is, of course, Iron Man. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Terrence Howard, directed by John Favreau. I'm kind of excited about this. I gotta say, and I think part of it is it's just a character I'm not all that invested in uh, in the comic side of things. So should be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> just you know, stuff will blow up, and that's really all you need from a movie like this, right? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Uh, the the aforementioned son of Rambo uh, will be will be there as well, and uh, Red Belt, David Mamet, uh, starring uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Tim Allen, and Emily Mortimer. That is just like the wackiest, the wackiest uh, um, cast combination I've, I've I've seen in ages. So um, and also coming out in limited release, uh, Mr. Lonely, uh, director directed by uh, Harmony Korine. Uh, starring Diego Luna, Samantha Morton, and Dennis Levant. Um, you know, there's always a lot of uh, controversy around uh, Harmony Korn's, uh movies, and, uh, you know, they say about, you know, Tastemaker's not really embracing him. Well, yeah, he's not necessarily embraceable. So, um, um, and actually he manages to, uh, with, with this cast, he actually manages to also include a role for Werner Herzog. Uh, so... I, I don't know. I, I guess kind of worth seeing just just on just on that basis alone, right? 
Uh, looking at the uh, box office from last week, uh, the top five, uh, Nim's Island came in at number five, and I gotta confess, I I know nothing about that film. Um, yeah, it's uh, a young girl inhabits an isolated island with her scientist father and communicates with the reclusive author of the novel she's reading. Wow, uh, it, and uh, yeah, so that one stars Jodie Foster and Abigail Breslin. So there you have it. Oh, and Gerard Butler. Really weird, the roles that he's chosen to go into after 300, don't you think? Um, anyway, number four, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, pulling in 11 million, bringing the total to 35.1 million. Uh, so yet another comedy from the, uh, the Apatow hit machine, uh, Watch for Pineapple Express, coming up this summer. Uh, number three, The Forbidden Kingdom, Jet Li and Jackie Chan do their own stunts and all kinds of wacky fighting stuff to pull in another 11.2 million, bringing their total to 38.2. And number two, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, fourteen point nine million. Um, I actually did try and drag my wife out to see this, and there was just there was just no way. You know, it, I'm not saying there's anything to these movie, the uh, Harold and Kumar. Um, I don't even want to call it sort of a, um, a franchise, but uh, um, you know, there's nothing much to them, but. There's some there's some funny bits in there, and and you know that the the funniest bit in the first movie was of course the scene with Neil Patrick Harris, and as you see in this one, if you've seen any of the trailers or commercials, uh, there's a lot more Neil Patrick Harris. Kind of a wise move. Uh, number one, Baby Mama. Uh, this is Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and Amy Poehler of course has taken this all literally and uh, announced right after the opening weekend that she's pregnant. Could that have been better timed? I don't know. Anyway, they pulled in seventeen point four. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Tina Fey movie-wise. I, I, I'm I digging 30 Rock, but um, I think uh, I think she, as an actress, she's best uh, best in small doses. And Amy Poehler is definitely best in small doses. Uh, and this, I don't know, from what I've seen from the commercials and trailers, this looks like something to me that's going to look like a sketch that just goes on way, way too long. So, uh, so that's that. Um, all right, talking about other stuff. Uh, ER, as I've said, still coming back for yet another season. And, uh, you know, is this a good thing? I'm not sure. I, uh, you know, I know I'll be watching, but, but it's more out of habit than anything else. Certainly more out of habit than out of quality. And, uh, that's, that's not always such a great thing. Um, so, uh, George Clooney is not coming back still. It's like Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. Well, George Clooney is still not coming back to ER uh, for the last season so far. Um, however, Oscar and Emmy nominee Angela Bassett will be a regular in this 15th and last season as a physician who returns to County General after several years abroad. You know, Oscar nominee, yes, she was nominated for an Oscar for What's Love Got to Do With It and uh, and all that. But, you know, I guess it comes down to the old, what have you done for me lately? Uh, John Wells says that Angela is a wonderfully talented actress who have long hoped to work with. We couldn't be more delighted that she's agreed to join us. Now, and I should correct myself a little bit because she was pretty cool in her recurring role on Alias, but uh, this is going to be her first regular role in a series. And uh, Noel Wiley will be returning as John Carter as well. And and he's a character that I got sick of real, real fast. And uh, And when they started centering the show around him, that's where I lost interest. If not viewing time, there's nothing else ever on at that time anyway. Uh, anyway, so um, 
so there we have it. Uh, oh, and just uh, just an update on the uh, the Emmy nod there uh, for Angela Bassett. She was nominated in 2002 for the CBS movie The Rosa Parks Story. Um, Jason Bateman is going to be uh, working with Mike Judge. Um, it's going to be called Extract, and it's a workplace comedy. That's a good thing when it comes to Mike Judd or Mike Judd, Mike Judge. Um, you know, doing uh, doing something in the workplace because office space that worked out pretty well. So, uh, extract is set up at Miramax and um, through Turnium Productions, which uh, is basically um, Mike Judge's own uh, production shingle with uh, John Altshuler and Dave Krinsky. And so, what it is is uh, Bateman is going to play the owner of a flower extract uh, plant and um, is going to be dealing with uh, a wide variety of problems, both professional and personal, of course. Uh, Office Space, of course, did not do well when it was initially released in 1999, but has done really well since then. I mean, to the point where you get the set that has the red stapler in it, because Swingline didn't make a red stapler, but Milton had one, so everybody wanted one. You know, the movie certainly has has become a cult hit, and, uh, and it is one of those eminently quotable movies that uh, that everyone should see. And if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Maybe you're waiting for Britney Spears to return to How I Met Your Mother. She will be coming back on May 12th. Uh, of course, the uh, the um, series saw its highest ratings uh, when she appeared earlier uh, earlier this month, or I guess it was March 24th she returned, or she showed up on the show. Oh. Uh, drawing uh, 10.7 million uh, viewers, which is certainly more than they've done. Uh, in in a long while, and so she's going to be back on May twelfth, and uh, you know, hey, if it's working, it's working. Just wonder though, is part of it is is the fact that you know it was kind of stunt casting. It was something that was unexpected, and and there was a certain amount of of, of Schadenfreude there, you know, where it's where everyone just wanted to you know see the disaster happen. That's what I think happens a lot with her is people just want to see the disaster happen. So they watch for that. Um, anyway, it, it went well. Um, and actually, you know, the real thing that there was, though, is while, while a lot of people tuned in to watch her, Sarah Chalk's performance was just amazing and uh, hoping to see her back as well soon and probably will as soon as uh, as soon as Scrubs wraps. Anyway, so uh, so that's that. She will be back. OK, uh, I already mentioned Amy Poehler. OK, so talking ratings. Last Thursday, um, it, it was interesting the way ABC and CBS kind of divided us. They took a, there was a smaller t- number of total viewers overall, um, and uh, ABC and uh, CBS kind of split the uh, the spoils of that. Grey's Anatomy led the eighteen point uh, the eighteen to forty nine demo, but CSI had more viewers overall. Um, so you know, take take that as what you will. As we know, the numbers you know they they're statistics, so they're kind of. Uh, you know they're, they're kind of manufactured as it is um manufactured they're, they're extrapolated let's face it so uh cbs took a, a 9.2 rating and a 15 share uh abc had an 8.1 and a 13 fox took third with a 5.3 and an 8 a- nbc down there with 4.3 and a 7 they were a full share point behind uh behind third place and at about half of, of almost half of what uh um the number one and two uh, networks did. How the mighty have fallen, and it just continues to happen. 
So looking at uh, at the eight o'clock hour, of course, it was Survivor fans versus favorites, followed by Ugly Betty, followed by My Name Is Earl and Scrubs, and then in last place was uh, Smallville. Um, at nine o'clock, you had Grey's Anatomy at number one, uh, or leading household, sorry, with a ten point seven and a sixteen, and CSI had a ten point five and a sixteen bringing more total viewers. So they had 16.74 million viewers compared to 16.02. That's pretty close. That's a that's a close race. And uh, don't forget the lyrics uh, was in third place on Fox and NBC went up a little bit from their 8 o'clock hour, but still not enough to get out of fourth place uh, with The Office and 30 Rock. Of course, there's, I think, some, you know, they did, they kind of did some switching and rejigging there and it, it Still think it's a good move tonally uh, to uh, to have the office and Thirty Rock together, but I don't know. Uh, that, we might see that change uh, in, in an effort for them to get. Although it went up a little bit, so maybe it will stay that way. Uh, at ten o'clock, without a trace, at, with a nine point two and a fifteen share. Um, but again, ABC had the lead in eighteen to forty nine with Lost at a seven point six and a thirteen share, with ER uh, back there at a five point one and an eight share. See, I mean, that's really the, the whole reason right there is it's still drawing viewers, and I guess that's that's really enough for them is as long as they can uh, they can still sell some commercials, you know, as long as people can still want to buy soap from the little uh, cartoon animals in that, uh, you know, that it's going to happen. Uh, Ewan McGregor has, uh, has joined the uh, sequel to The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. Um, basically... Uh, what I let Zero has signed on to play the female lead. Ewan McGregor has also joined the cast. I'm not sure what role he's in. Of course, Tom Hanks will be playing Robert Langdon, uh, butting heads with the Illuminati this time around. Uh, so it looks like they're they're uh, assembling a pretty decent cast here. Uh, and another piece of news, and this one, a little bit of a spoiler. So if you're a comic book fan, um, and you don't want to be spoiled, um skip ahead about uh I, I guess about 30 seconds. So DC Universe, DC Universe Zero comes out this week, written by Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison, and they bring back Barry Allen, The Flash. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, the character has been dead for 23 years, but, you know, they always kind of referred to comic book deaths as, as kind of a revolving door. But the big thing is, they used to always say, you know, man, that guy's not just dead, he's Bucky dead. And, of course, Bucky is back in Captain uh, America, and it used to be Barry Allen dead. Now he's back. Okay, and spoiler there, because that was that was the 30 seconds. Uh, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see where this comes out, because really what happens is Morrison and Johns don't need this to tell a good story. They can tell a good story anytime. But what they need is for people to be talking about it, and uh, talking about it we will be. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. Join the forum at forum.poptopiapodcast.com. Have a great week.